I'm going to spend all my money. <laughs> Quantum bombs. Oh, yeah, everybody. That's me taking a sip of coffee coming to you late at night. We've got a lot of topics ahead of us. I'm going to go through the topics, and then I'll go through the five people on the podcast today. Project Veritas has busted Pfizer. The chat GBT is going to take your job. China is claiming land on the moon, and the Space Force and the Orange Man is bad. Smart people got together and awkwardly exposed we are 90 seconds away from doomsday. Comedy clubs have become underground cults where the truth is told, and while they're doing it, they're going to lock up your phone in one of those little locked bags. And lastly, if we can make it to it, we're going to talk about some dating topics and love. Looking to my left, someone so beautiful staring right at me, smiling. Introduce yourself. I'm Jennifer Bracken. Jenny from the block. Jin, Jin, Jin from the <laughs> block. She's our neighbor. To my right's my bestie. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm Matt. I'm best, bestie. <laughs> Since that's your only identity in life. <laughs> that's right. On this, I am. Stop it. Across from me is... Um, yeah, I'm Russell Hagendorf, riding shotgun here, ready yep. to get started. My brother, the, without him, this would not all be possible because he's able to bring us Rex from the next room. We have to look at that. Who has an <laughs> awkward, like, 10-second <laughs> delay. What the <laughs> That's that phone. Is it not going to? I thought to see Rex, we looked that way. Well, we do, but I look that way. I it's the same screen either way. But, uh, he obviously isn't getting our audio. I uh, no, yeah. Well, I'm getting. It's coming in and out. Did you say something? Uh, I don't well, know. Ilya, of course. We just were waiting for you to say hello. Oh, oh, hello. Yeah, I, I, yeah okay. Uh, you know, I have, I have a. I was going to mention something. You, there's a topic that didn't come up, but on the way out here, I passed Jacob, and apparently tomorrow I have to help him shoot a blind cow. So I thought maybe we could discuss uh, eugenics. Oh, oh, I love it. Okay, so an extra topic since we don't have enough. No, I actually like, uh, I would love to um, hear more about this as well. So the that. reason Rex is actually not in the, the uh, studio with us today is we've got some interesting news. He's departing ways and breaking up with us and moving to Utah. So we're practicing um, going remote with him because he loves technology. <laughs> actually, I think I'm doing better than you guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we got a lot working here, um, but Russell's done great. Video follows audio. I think we're ready to rock and roll. Which one of these topics do we want to jump into first, Russell? I think I'd like to hear uh, what's going on on the moon and in, in the land, uh, China getting involved claiming parts of the moon. Yeah, well, all I heard was that they were claiming a part of the moon, and you know, I guess there's a lot of speculation as to why. Uh, I would imagine... Two, two things come to mind. One, it's a great vantage point for Earth. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like the highest of the high ground. And two, uh, what's on the moon? I mean, I've never looked into the minerals of what they found there. What is there any rare Earth minerals there? Is it going to be like an asteroid harvesting station well, or what? Well, let's say it's solid gold. How much does it cost to get it back to the Earth's surface? Nothing. You throw it and land. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it'd be really cheap to get it back. I think getting the stuff up there is more expensive, but really because it's going to use gravity. You just pulse it towards the earth and then time it right and then cause a descent. It's going to land, you know, relatively where you plan. I mean, they can calculate that stuff. Well, China hasn't even been there. How do, how do they lay claim? I mean, we're, we're the only people that have been there. Actually, I'm looking it up right now. I think there's... It, 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 it's like all of human history. It doesn't matter who says what. It's who does what. So... 
they're going to do it. What are we going to do? China's Change 4 spacecraft successfully landed on the far side of the moon this morning, Beijing time, accomplishing a worldwide first in lunar exploration. Uh, I'm trying to find the date of this article. So apparently they have. That's just how suppressed our media is, guys. Oh, China's been there? Just kidding. Apparently. Well, not with a person. I'm, with, so that was oh. my question. Is this even in the news or what is – I mean, we're talking oh, – this is – yeah, that's 2019. Thank you, Russell. Um, so is this in the news or why is the orange man bad in the SpaceX part of this as well? Oh, well, the orange man made the Space Force. Yeah, well, so that's what, what people were saying, but we all know – Look, the, the sitting president didn't just say, oh, you know what? I'm going to make another branch of the military. Here we go. That had to be in the works for a very long time, and it's common sense that it would be. It's the, the next frontier, and historically, what do we do? We're, we're going to the frontier with soldiers, so why would we not be ready to arm up and head into space? That wasn't like his idea. I promise you well, that was in the works. Was that you that said uh, where man goes, war follows? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I don't, it sounds like something I'd say. So we need to bring war to space? We will. I mean, we will. I mean, it's terrible, but we will. Speaking of space, did you, uh, if I may, did you guys uh, hear what William Shatner said when he went into space? Did you hear his, his take on it? Did not. No. It was actually quite fascinating because he said he, he went up into outer space. How mo Who more appropriate than William Shatner? And he said it wasn't the reaction he expected. He said because he led in the 60s the whole thing about next frontiers and finding new worlds. But he said up there it was the blackest, emptiest he had ever seen. There's nothing there. But all that he could see was one speck. It was one blue ball in the middle of absolute nothingness that, that was Earth. And he said it just made him see the value. And, and that, that, no, there's not a bunch of worlds out there waiting to discover, at least not where he was. And he said, oh, my gosh, he says, look at that. It's just sitting there in the middle of nothing. There's our Earth, and we're, we're destroying it. We're making it uninhabitable. I thought it was an interesting perspective. Yeah, and he's, he's speaking out a feeling from that, obviously, because it's not like he was going to show up up there and another world was going to be within reach. But we all know that they're light years away. Oh, but, sure. Uh, but it made it, but yeah, it, but I'm sure that was. it made the earth look far more for we're standing on it. You know, we're like, oh, look how big it is. But from out there, no, it's just sitting there alone in the middle of blackness. Right. Oh, okay. It says that they Beijing announced that they're trying to landing techonauts on the moon by the end of the decade. What's a techonaut? T A I K onauts. So little robots. Sounds cute. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like one. A techonaut. I'm gonna look it up. So if any, um, in the, in 1990, the Voyager took a picture of the Earth from I think about as far as you can get before we lost comms with the Voyager. I think they launched that in the 70s. They did. Carl, yeah, yeah. Before that, you were you know born, about, Russell. Do you know about that? So the, the there's a picture and it's called the pale blue dot, and that really puts things in perspective because what they were looking at was the Earth from I don't know just on the just right on outer space's edge. But that picture, uh, the Earth looks like a speck of dust, and it's like a partial of a pixel. Anyway. Well, it's got, so a since you, is since, actually a chunk. I was saying, since oh, Russell, if, if, is a No, I don't want to say this is kind of weird. I just want to say Russell brought to mind something I thought about. The I remember when Voyager was launched, and, and I was in high school, and we had, I remember we, we were studying the cosmos and had taken a test on Friday. 
And when we got it back, the result, he said, the teacher said, if you answered this on the test on Friday, you'll be marked as correct. However, it was proven over the weekend that it was wrong. And I thought that was made it, it, it made it a very exciting time to live and think about that. But uh, anyway, Voyager had found something that proved something wrong. Anyway, go ahead, Beth. Sorry. Oh, I was just saying a ta- it's OK. Just blame it on Starlink. Um, our Starlink. So uh, access. I know. I didn't. <laughs> so sorry. As I was saying, I was like, oh, now I'm blaming my boyfriend on um, bad internet. (laughs) He's making it better. Um, My brother's taking up for him. Well, I have have high hopes that um, without us doing anything with the hardware we have with Starlink, that it's going to get better simply by him launching more satellites. Okay, so a Taikonaut, T-A-I-K-O-Naut, is actually a Chinese astronaut. Apparently, the description astronaut was not good enough for them. They needed their own description. Actually, I, I don't know. I find that quite... Well, a cosmonaut. I want to know which one came first. What's, What's a, cosmo- a cosmonaut? That's when you smoke Russian dope act. and get high. Cosmonaut? Yeah. No, that's a Russian astronaut. Oh, really? Um, is Okay, th- is that from the fictional TV show, or is that actually... No, you're right. It is. That's cosmonaut. Oh. Well, comrade. How, how... That's from Earth. This the reality that we live in. So I was just thinking in my American Western ways that astronaut applied to all other countries, but each country has their own different name for well, it, astronauts. You know, it's probably that that's the actual word in their language, so rather than... Um, translating it to English, it's just said in the original language. Well, what are they going to do with these techonauts? Come on. I know. I'm trying to find some beef. I mean, we just... <laughs> well, Matt, this was your thing. I know. <laughs> like, someone's got to bring some beans on this topic. I, I, I mean, I thought it was enough beans to say. I mean, that's a big deal that a country is saying they're going to claim some land on the moon. The dark side, we, the dark side of the moon, though. Oh, that's even worse. You can't see what they're doing. <laughs> it's going to be in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, let's see. Let me get my producing cap on. Back to our other topics. Um, gosh, I'm going to avoid this Pfizer one. That's going to be a rabbit hole. Let's get to the smart people get together. And well, but hang on. Before we go to that, right, can good. you imagine how lit it's going to be when they have a war up there? We could all get out in the yard and watch. It's going to be like fireworks <laughs> in the sky. Because, look, uh, Rex, you remember the SR-71, the Blackbird? Sure. The, the, okay, so that came out or was being used i think in the late 60s or 70s it came out in the 70s. came out in the 50s believe it or not okay yeah so we found out about it when in the late 70s um, or 80s that i don't know yeah it was it was a long time yeah so you know we all know that they have stuff far beyond what we are thinking of already out there and and we're not the only ones so other countries are also doing that and we're just in the dark, and we're just sitting here speculating. Okay. But, I mean, there are some things we know. Oh, okay. So, spec- Mr. Explosives Expert, let's speculate. Remind me again. An explosion in space is going to be lit. Well, it's well does go it everywhere. So, so uh, I'm, I'm thinking space weapons. You're not going to be dealing with kinetic, um, like, rockets and explosions. Wouldn't, wouldn't the f- – Laser beams. Exactly. Wouldn't speed be everything, and then it would it would be all about laser beams. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there will be some, but there's good old explosives going to be up there, I promise you. Okay. They're going to bust some rocks somehow. Hold on, no. though. How do you detonate it, and then how do you change the direction? How, can you – I mean, isn't it just a 360 detonation? Look, if you infinity. had an RPG in space, it would do the same thing it does here. It's going to take off and okay. shoot. Uh, Except yeah. it will go to infinity. Yes. yes. But – it's probably going to freeze up, so when it hits something, it's going to be so a frozen brick, and it's not going to explode. Well, there's this explosives that work in low temperature. 
I mean, they, and they absolute still work. Zero? Well, okay, I guess is it going to get sun, to absolute zero? If the sun is on it, I guess. What blasting Then it gets really work? hot. Then So oil field explosives will have to be used because okay. some of those are rated for extreme temperatures. You're right. Is a blasting cap going to work? Yeah. It's just going to be a special blasting cap, and we're going to make them $10,000 a piece. <laughs> I wasn't going to miss that a beat at all. I know. If you didn't say it, I was. Hmm. Anyway, we don't know, but it's it's going to be interesting. And, dude, the meteor showers from the stuff blowing up and then the parts falling back to Earth, it's going to be epic. There's a show I, I think Amazon bought. It's called The Expanse. It's all about maybe 300 years in the future. What's cool, what's cool is they get the physics right, so when they show up on a spaceship, they flip around 180 and do a reverse, and they burn to decelerate when they mm. approach, like, wherever they're going. Well, that's like – that's like Elon's rockets. Yeah, but I mean, most movies just pretend the physics don't actually apply, <laughs> and they're just like they pull up, you know. So, yeah. But yeah, the expanse is pretty cool. I thought about if you were on the moon and you shot something, you know, it. I, I'm pretty sure you could set that up where it would just go around the moon. You'd have to watch out, like if you got escape velocity, not escape velocity, but like satellite velocity. Whereas it was coming down, the curvature of the moon was pulling away. That shell would come back around. You might need to get out of the way. It's going to be coming from behind you. I don't know. I'm going back to our episode one, CE5 interventions, where the aliens actually interfere with this type of destruction. Because I was just thinking of all the astrology that would be so knocked off if we actually did detonate some stuff in space. Astrology? And th- yeah. And then I thought, well, the aliens no will save us from us changing all of this spiritual <laughs> law that's already been set billions of years ago. Well, if I may, I mean. For those I mean, who didn't tune in, we believe that aliens will interfere to keep peace basically there on the side of the humans go back to episode one or just watch actually this is a good challenge watch ce5 the documentary uh, on YouTube. Um, my old uh, yeah Poo? my old life coach who you can you can do an internet search for carl wolf i think beth you met him didn't you back in la anyway he worked in with the air force in the 60s and he said back in the 60s there was a big ruckus because they had sent satellites around the moon and had found alien bases on the dark side already there so uh, we may be disturbing folks who are already using the moon if we go up there and start messing around. Hmm. It's a good theory. Speaking of velocity, Russell, <laughs> please explain how smart people got together and awkwardly exposed we are 90 seconds away from doomsday. And then wouldn't that be now? It looked like it was filmed in the 90s, but they didn't. So it's a voiceover and, you know, there's – a video of people that are dressed to look like academics and they just pull a sheet uh, um, from across a, t- a sheet covering a clock and then, oh, look, it's 90 seconds to midnight on the doomsday clock, mainly because of the war in Russia, but not exclusively. Oh, so this does tie to a current event because I'm like bringing yeah. it up. Well, we're sending <laughs> Abrams tanks uh, now to um, Ukraine. They did agree to that. Um, yeah, yeah, that's recent yeah do bring i mean I'll, i'm honestly 30, asking, bring us to speed with 30 uh, was the last number i've heard abrams tanks being sent to ukraine that's american tanks and then germany and i guess germany maybe poland or sim and leopard tank leopard 2 tanks to ukraine as well so it's just another escalation well, d- wait heavier a second. weapons being sent to ukraine to fight russia we got a german staying with us right now and she was saying that germany was dragging their feet yeah they were but they they, they said let's in, go yeah. Wow, yeah. so this is – we're watching real big history so, unfold here. So Russia's response is like, okay, we're clearly just at war with these people. Let's just fire the nukes already. 
Really? Some of the propagandists in Russia, not like the state of Russia. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. The forever war. Well, I have a question, Russell. I mean, the doomsday clock has always been public. The whole point is to show us how close we are is kind of a shock factor. What do you mean exposing the doomsday clock? It's it's never been a secret. They moved, they moved the hands. They've, so they've they always moved. I mean, I, I grew up in in the Cold War. They they always had it really close. And then, they, then, when, then when Russia fell, they moved it back. And so I'm just saying. It's exp- never been. It's never been ninety seconds. No, even even during the Cold War, I don't remember. The whole thing, the whole thing's just stupid because I Wait, mean, what is the what are we, so? What now, is it's a meaningless yeah, unit. What if we like, went to war and it was fifteen minutes left? Yeah. Like, what's this? It, okay, it's so a I shock think if factor. I'm understanding you correctly, it's like a meter of like of the red and yellow of it's how a crazy zone. things are. Yeah. So okay, so we're ninety seconds away from doomsday, but typically it's like five minutes. It's almost like this organization just came up with this as a way to stay relevant. Yeah, well, there you go. Well put. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone's, but a lot of people are talking about All right, so any other it. updates from Ukraine, though? Because that is actually an interesting topic. And no? Yes, no? I mean, that's, those are the major escalations. I don't know. I'd like to see Re- uh, Rex. Have you been keeping up with it? I don't really think like the, we're going to see much movement on the front lines. It seems like both sides are getting dug in. And like it's World just, War One, And it's just going to become a money extraction device to the, you know, the military contractors or the weapons companies and i'm not even sure all this money that we're quote-unquote sending to ukraine i think it goes to buy america new stuff and then we send them old stuff like the high mars that's like 1990 maybe we're using it to get rid of our old stock yeah but the point is the money's going to the defense companies not the ukraine uh, so we're just laundering the yeah. money. To well, we have a lot of seventy seventy five aluminum in case any people are listening. <laughs> uh, military mili- military grade. It's military grade. Yeah, military uh, grade. Cheap. Okay, so while we're on current current topics, not on our list, I am curious, Russell, if um, will you have anything to say about you know the debt clock last week reached thirty one point five trillion. I actually can't remember what we decided to do. Um, I guess we're budget cutting to meet the um, well to well yeah go short on the debt. So so the way I like to think about it is, you know, when I max out all my credit lines, you know, and if I want to quote unquote pay my bills, well, obviously the financially responsible thing to do is go to the bank and ask for a credit increase. So <laughs> So you can borrow some money to pay borrow it off. more money to spend more money. Yeah. But no, the whole thing's like flipped on its head <laughs> the way they spin it as like America always pays its bills. Well, in reality, if you're going to pay your bills, you would not be raising uh, – you would be reducing spending, which would be the opposite of raising the debt ceiling and spending more. So I don't know. The whole thing's ridiculous. You know, I, I think that does give me homework for our next podcast. I would like to go over Rand Paul's Evictus report. He is, um, I think, one of our congressmen. Sorry if I got that wrong, or a senator. I can't remember, out of uh, West Virginia. And each year he does a spending report exposing all the money that was misspent. It's usually around $50 billion each year. Wow. And – you know, he brings up things like $400 million to walking iguanas on treadmills. Not making this up, guys. Um, gay, gay rights uh, classes in um, Pakistan. You know, we lost, uh, I think it was 2 to $4 billion in, like, just lost weaponry abroad. Just lost. So, anyways, I'm going to go through the Evictus reports for 2022. And uh, I think What about topic. when we left Afghanistan? Oops, we just left behind all the military equipment there. Whoopsie. Yeah. But you, you, we need gun control on you, Russell. Of course. The chat <laughs> GBT is going to take Well, hang on. Re- yeah, Rex. Rex, chime in, buddy. 
No, I just I, I spoke to a friend who was in the military who who when that whole thing happened with Afghanistan, he said that they went back in and destroyed. They didn't publicize it, but they destroyed a lot of the stuff that we left, sabotaged it. Just oh, so you're you know, about Afghanistan. They when we pulled out and, and that whole big me. move. Well, they got they did get the medal, but but apparently there were teams that went in and destroyed a lot of the stuff that they didn't get. They they got rid of a lot of the really good stuff that they thought we thought they had gotten, but they did get stuff. But like we destroyed a lot. I hope I thought the whole Just idea make, of arming. I thought the whole idea of arming these people historically has been that so in twenty years you have somebody to fight a war against. Right. Yeah. It's like saying you're good, good economics. Ahead of time. Right. Um. The chat GBT is going to take your job. What is that? Yeah, artificial intelligence. You can oh, duh. <laughs> yeah, they kind of already do, for sure. I would definitely say, I mean, well, Matt's dad brought up a good point when we were on a road trip a few months ago, which is, I think we were talking, oh, I was telling them that the for only fans, is that the word for, you know, the <laughs> only fans, only fans, only fans. So what these girls do, and guys, I'm supposed, they'll go to LA and they'll Mine work. Well. They'll work with a company that set. You know, they'll get all. They'll take all the shots. They'll take all the videos. Probably even have them say a couple of the generic names, and then the company runs the for only accounts, and they're chatting with the men. You know, like, oh yeah, you know, Bobby, you're, you know, it's just warm my heart. Whatever, you know. Did they, you we, save this to the end so you could segue into dating? <laughs> no, but no, we still have comedy. We got two more, but hold, okay, let me. Yes, you're right. I'm long winding it. Dang it. Coffee's yeah, kicking in. Yeah, story time. All right, all right. Wrap it up. All right, okay. So the OnlyFans are run by companies, you know, so obviously it's not really the model talking to you. Um, they've already pre shot most of the material. And then it's, well, Matt's dad brought up in the like 1950s, they actually had like farm, like, um, Big rooms of women also writing letters to like uh, was it the wartime people? So, oh, yeah. so now I guess Russell, you're saying chatbots are also going to be replacing human interactions online, or I think some of that already happened. Have, right? Yeah, what have you Did not I been just paying attention? To, everyone's talking about Chat GBT right now. You can this is this is stuff you no, can I do actually, on your own computer. I haven't been looking in the news recently. Okay, but I mean I'll, I'll get back to it. Here. Well, I, I had somebody contact me once on Instagram, and it's like, hi, okay, whatever. But one of them was a little bit more involved than that, and I responded, and I said, yeah, well, can I help you or whatever? And it was this person wanting to have a conversation, total random person, female. And, and the way that it, she, whatever, would write, uh, I shouldn't assume, uh, would write things to me, it seemed off. And so I said, send me a picture of your feet. Because I thought that was the most random thing, yeah. and and they were like, uh, "Cameras broke, can't can't send picture." Because I thought they probably got a thing ready to go of like nudes and stuff because it's women. But I thought nobody's expecting somebody to say, "Show me a picture of your feet," and they couldn't they couldn't do it. So what what is that all about? Are they fishing for your info or what is it? I don't know. My friend Kate trolls them. She'll engage quite a bit with them. And but to what end? What are they fishing for? I, I think the fact that Matt Matt doesn't realize people. A lot of people want pictures of feet. He doesn't know quite much I, about I what's know, on the internet. Like, my feet. There is actually a Beth Hagenor feet page, and it literally is all the images of my feet collected. Did from, you start it? No. The, the, <laughs> these chat. These AI things just take people that are on the internet stuff like mine, and basically, if you have a Wikipedia thing, is how they did it. But they take the wicked. Anyway, it's all the images of my feet, 
for the past few years on a web page. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I was impressed. I was like, wow, that is my feet. <laughs> Matt, all the pictures. Hey, people give a shit about feet. Matt's they the only. Crap. Yeah, I was like, what, what are you saying? Matt's the only what naturalist. <laughs> yeah, Matt. <laughs> Matt's the only naturalist who doesn't know about foot fetishes. Yeah, naturist. Naturist. I'm sorry. Naturist. Sorry. Um. Well, I, I yep. also think Matt, I, when you're he's saying they say hi and you don't know. Well, I was like, welcome to girls. Twenty years ago on the internet. That's why. Well, for myself, I don't check any DMs or instant messages or anything because it's mainly people from foreign countries. Themselves? Yeah, it's the <laughs> HI. And it's, I mean, I, it's it's literally like for women, like for myself, it was always people from foreign countries trying, and then and then dick pics. Yeah. So this is why you definitely stay out of your inbox, and and I mean I mean this nice way. I've actually lost a lot of business because people had the gall to hit me up on Facebook on a messenger. Six years later, I'll be digging for something, and it'll like break my heart that I didn't get to respond to these people. But I'm not going. Look, I got an email. It's it's out there. Email me professionally, bro. You, you responded to me. What you're sitting here today because I reached out to you on Facebook. Did you? But did I get to you right away or not? I don't know. I don't remember. Jeez. Great. Oh, please. Uh, that was Matt, when it was starting, though. Matt said that TV show. I'm sure you got a hold. I got I'm sure you got back quickly. <laughs> anyway, I didn't mean to cut you all off. Uh, Jennifer or anybody want to? Yeah, Jennifer, how's your OnlyFans doing? <laughs> I don't have one. I, Beth, I actually have a question for you. How, where are your feet pictures that people will find them? Um, you want her to plug her? No, feet no, sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, how was that? Like, oh, maybe they zoom in. So they it's zoom um. In. So what happens is they do. There's, I guess it's for selling advertisements, clickbait. But they just take everybody that's on Wikipedia and they'll redo it into like a new fan page. So, but then like I found one that was just all about feet one day, and it was all. The, it's just like AI that looked through all my images and found my feet. It's mainly when I'm on the beach or something, or uh, yeah, because I don't have that many feet pictures. Out and about, but uh, it's the weirdest thing. Yeah, for sure. I've no. It's you say it's weird, but I've been in L.A. as a model. I have. It's embarrassing to admit, but like the things that we get asked to do, um, yeah, it's pretty. I mean, let me preface: I've not done anything too crazy, but I mean, it's it's definitely. There's so many things out there that they're kind of just you kind of forget about all the little fetishes that are out there. Like for example, like as a model, like smoking, um smoking cigarettes or holding cigarettes that's something i uh sold out for and definitely did <laughs> oh, that's oh, loud. sorry you need me to hold the cigarette okay <laughs> dang it pays how much no i'm kidding i was young and dumb but um yeah it's all out there if we're not done with that whole ai business i, I did read an article on it that was talking about the one of the issues is that if you're a student in a college you can tell it to write a paper on the subject that you've been given and it'll, it'll spit out a, 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 like a full, you know, thousands of word document report that, that you can turn in. And it's, it's almost indistinguishable. That is, the- you know what I, I, on that note, I just saw an ad guy was like, Hey, you want to make some money real easy? Jennifer, take note. Um, you go to a, well, cause we're always brainstorming ways to make a couple extra bucks. Right. So there's a website you go to, you uh, you tell AI to write a story about a boy in a tree, and AI will write this story. Then you go to this other website, and you create a cartoon character, and then you tell AI to animate it to that story. And then you go on Amazon, and you set up – or you go to a self-publishing website, and you publish that kid's book. And then you set it for sale on Amazon. And when somebody buys it, some publish, some printing company somewhere prints it and ships it to them, and you get – 
a royalty from a payment. Uh-huh. And, and you could do you could do hundreds of those in a weekend because AI is doing all of it. And trust me, I got kids and I've read some children's book and I'm sure you have too. Some of them, what a load of crap. The bottle fell over. Tommy said, ouch. And, I mean, that's like two pages worth of reading. Uh-huh. And the joke is I'm sitting there with my little tot and I'm like, oh, this is a real page turner. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and somebody paid four ninety five for that. Yeah, chat. Chat GBT is going to take your job. It's for real. They- <laughs> <laughs> I just can't get it. Okay, so whose jobs is it taking? I mean, start. Something more difficult that it can. Well, not that that's not difficult to get him write an entire movie and then CGI it into existence. So basically. Well, a movie is a little more difficult. I think it's going to get there. Sure. But, but it can write code easy. that works. So wow. programmers are using it to write code. I mean, I remember we talked about basically all of us in the future having hobbies because we would be replaced by robots one day. So I feel like this is the same conversation. I just... um, Except we're actually here now because ChatGBT is accessible to everyone. The third version of it or whatever. So we're not even going to talk to each other anymore on the internet. We're just going to crawl in little cocoons, get fat, and and computers are going to talk to each other. So I could just have an auto-reply. Mental health. That's the future business. Yeah, that's why I'm in it. Okay. I just think they need to change the name because every time I hear it, I think it's like a gay rights organization. That, that's what it sounded like to me. Yeah. What, chat GBT? Yeah. yeah it does. It's like chat LG, LG, chat BP, chat, whatever. All Have right. you ever heard it? It goes, uh, hey. <laughs> <once upon time." laughs> so, so I found the movie that y'all have me thinking of is um, with Walking Phoenix, and it's called Her. And I do think that was when he fell in love with his, with phone. his uh, AI. And it was so beautiful, though, because it was so perfect. It was such a pretty relationship. It was so sad because he's never going to touch her. She, yeah, she didn't have a body. In Ex Machia, I think that's the one where she dupes, the AI dupes this guy. I love that movie. Yeah. They fly over that ranch. It took 45 minutes to fly over it or something. Well, the, because uh, the guy's in the helicopter, the helicopter he goes, yeah, when yeah, are we going to yeah. get there? He goes, yeah. we've been flying over for two hours. That's my ranch one day. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember that part. But uh, yeah, she tricks the humans into basically setting the AI free, and she yep. ends up getting on the chopper and leaving. But she has a body in that one. She does. We're not far from this. I mean, Japan's no. culture is such oh, say 10 it. to 15 percent of the men do date dolls. I mean, it's a for real thing. Yes. Have you seen this? It was one of the things that wrecked my brain. Have you guys seen this? Grown ass yeah. men yeah. take dolls on joint dates. It'd be like it'd be like me and you, and their dolls. And, and I'm like, hey, Russell, you want to go on a date this weekend with our girls? And they set up a picnic, and, and you would sit there with your doll and feed it grapes. Feed it grapes. I'm doing air quotes for you those You would actually see. dress it up first. And they dress it up. And you, what, what, what is that? What happened to the kamikaze guys, man, back in World War II? It's something They're all dead. Because it is a, it's, it's actually really <laughs> popular over there. And um, they actually do have concerns about their dolls and after they pass away. I mean, this is a serious concern. It brings them great joy. Some of them even have dolls with a wife, and they actually, sadly, give their dolls more attention than their human wife. Human wife's more just there to clean up. All the single men that can't get anything in the States need to just go to Japan. (laughs) Sounds ripe. I don't know. I don't know enough about the culture. I should travel there because I do find it fascinating. I just don't have a – I mean, I've watched the full documentary on it. Holy cow. Does that wreck your brain? I mean, it kind of wrecks my brain. It's like – well, a flashlight's come a long way. So. No, I, get, I get some of those things, <laughs> Russell. I'm talking man. about you and me scheduling a date, grown-ass two men with our dolls. Or, you know, a sophisticated flashlight. 
<laughs> yeah, but they're in a park, okay? They're not using their flashlight in the park. This, I, what I saw okay, was in you, public. Okay, are you just referring to the sex part of it? or like, Well, that's where it started. Yeah, the first I mean, version of what that is was a flashlight. What is a flashlight? A sex doll? Like you have sex? Yeah, doll? tell us, Russell. I'm not helping you here. Hey, okay, okay, hang on. Let me, let, me, let, me, <laughs> let me make it. Let me, let me give you a visualization. Think of a large flashlight. Okay. And then put flesh in the inside, and then think what a man's going to do with that. Man, I'll not talk like that. Wait, a flashlight? A uh, it yeah, has a hole in it? Uh. Where the light yes. bulb would be. Welcome. I know. I mean, there have been if dolls you ever like wondered, If you ever wondered, yeah. like, what men... Okay, okay, see, I see. So there's a hole in this <laughs> flashlight where the light would be. You've ever felt special a man would want to um, be involved with you intimately? Just consider they're willing to put their parts in a flashlight. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. I uh, so, you so know, these I don't know. I don't think so. I'd like to think higher. Well, that that's yeah. like the really the I carnal, like. weird, twisted but side. Know, but what I'm know. talking about is the mental aspect of you and I, grown ass men. I put the ass in there to emphasize it, saying, "Russell, what are you doing this weekend? Let's go shoot some guns." No, no, no. Let's get our dolls and go on a double date. That's very honorable, Matt. Oh, very honorable. Those well, women I'm don't talk back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, you women. That's uh, a good point. Why would why would you ever have a real woman? <laughs> wow, Jennifer, you're bringing it. I just meant it like maybe they actually don't want a relationship. They just want it's. I don't know a hot doll. Shoot, as a you know, I do think there's probably like two words a psychologist could give it quickly, but it's because they Jordan are, Peterson very, say about that. They're very happy about it, and they're very. Um, I guess it's a routine and a, and a devotion. You know what? That's kind of what it is. So for no, for a lot of us, like I have a, a devotional routine. It does feel good to give love to something, right? For me, it's a higher power. My vacuum power. cleaner. Well, no, but it's basically the same. Like the love that a lot of people usually give towards a god or a guru or a religion. Well, give it to they're a person. They're giving it to a doll. Give it to a person. Uh, yeah, I definitely. People need love. That plastic doesn't what, care. And that's actually what we're but, here to do, which but, is to give and receive love. So this I'm helps you. reduce the population of the world. These these uh, dolls. Why why have a marriage where you procreate when you could just have a doll? Looks like you're really thinking about that. I'm just thinking like we kind of. I mean, the Japanese people are pretty smart, man. We yeah, it's um. I gotta look this so, okay, up after okay. the show. I haven't. Yeah, really so seen I would it. like so Rex and Russell go home, watch the documentary. I actually think it's two things. So a, it's their the way that we as humans ha need. It's good to give love, so they're given that devotional love the same way you typically give it to human and even to a higher power. But the second, I think it does have something to do with a loneliness factor. Like maybe there's something within their childhood. They got that women everywhere need. over there. I know, but they're choosing to be. Uh, alone, I wouldn't say celibate you mean because those, they're definitely having those women that talk back and don't <laughs> listen. <laughs> I'd I take that any day over a Hoover. And, you know, they're really heavy. These are life size dolls. Life, they, they're just they're life like. Might as well make it light so you can pack it somewhere. They, they take they them out walk? for photo shoots and I mean, stuff. They just carry them. They do. They put them in a, um, a wheelchair and they wheel them around. You guys and are they take them out. You guys are talking about like. Bargain dolls. I'm no, these sure are expensive, like five, ten thousand dollar dolls that are put into wheelchairs and w wheeled around as girlfriends. Well, then the, the, they're basically robots. Then we've we've made sex robots before we made 
actual robot. God The almighty. first use case what of robots I, was this. They need to – I'm ex actually happy for these men because they will have such an upgrade when these women become alive and, like, blink their eyes no and one, say, hi, No John. one has ever seen a robot, but they exist, but they're only for that. Do you think any of these guys have ever first, woke up in life while they're whooping on one of these things and they just realized, <laughs> I am humping a doll? I think they're way past that, Jimmy for sure. Christmas. It's an inanimate – so they're in love with an inanimate object. So whatever that is, psychologically wise. Um, oh. Matt, you know what? Not all of us had the same childhood. <laughs> Just what? kidding. Everything goes back to our childhood. It really does. Most likely there's something there. Well, I'm still into Matt's naivety. The fact that, that he didn't think he could use a flashlight in the park means there's certain parks he doesn't know about as well as feet. <laughs> you know, I'm surrounded by a bunch of freaks, man. Okay. Jeez. Um. Uh, should we do the love or the comedy club or Pfizer? What's what's Pfizer? Come on, let's get oh, it. Stop. Project Veritas. Yeah. Yeah. Was it James O'Keefe that heads that up? You know, I was thinking he he must have like a stable of hotties that he coaches. Like, all right, look, you're gonna go on this date. And maybe he practices with them. Like, you know, well, first they got to get on Tinder and like go to that city with that they're trying to get someone and swipe until they. Uh, match with who like uh, their target, which in this case was like a Pfizer exec. Mm. Then go on a date, which I think this guy must have been gay because like the voice recordings of man on man that I heard. But uh, Makes anyway, it easier. Yeah. Anyway, he has to train these people to go on dates, and then they go on dates with hidden body cams, and like, oh yeah, tell me more. You're creating viruses. <laughs> oh yeah, is that similar to gain of function? But anyway, um, so they just pumped him for info. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Pfizer. Um, they scrubbed their websites already of this dude, and um, so I guess you got to get in the Wayback Time Machine to see he's even associated with Pfizer. Basically, they're not doing gain of function; they're just doing assisted evolution of virus research and creating viruses by assisting their evolution at Pfizer. To uh, what end? Why? So they can treat uh, them. In case you need Rex, have, have, what have you heard about this? No, but it's, it makes complete sense. I mean, create the disease and then sell the cure. Mutating coronavirus. It, it actually, you know, it, it, it first occurred to me with uh, software viruses in selling anti-soft, like um, if you sell, what is the software called that anti- Spyware or antivirus? Antivirus software. Well, you actually have an incentive to, um, you know, go write viruses that go out and attack people's computer and, oh, hey, look, I can solve that problem with this uh, software. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Remember, so, a, pa well, yeah, a patient I mean, cured is a customer lost. Well, who is it? It was actually the former PM of England, uh, Blair. Forget his first name, Tony Blair. Tony Blair. I think he he was at the World Economic Forum last week or some other major forum. Apologies if it's wrong. And he's sitting here saying, in the next five to ten years, or maybe in the future, we have so many new vaccines that we're going to need to be taken. I'm sure y'all have all seen it. It's been viral everywhere. Mm, and I'm like. Sweet. How do you know we have we need to take vaccines in the near future? So it's it, it, the writing is so blatantly on the wall. The, sadly, because every hum, human life matters, it's about human lives. But sadly, the more people that keep having these sudden death, climate, climate changes, climate changes, these people that keep having these climate changes, eggs is the only you know, or bad eggs that are causing. I don't even want to say the word clot anymore because that's probably going to get censored pretty bad too. Clumps. But clumps. 
anyways, the, you know, I posted last night, time is on our side for this. Internal uh, objects inside <laughs> a blood vessel. But again, I'm just going to make my point from last week. The risk reward was never there. There's that, you know, the risk for us was 99 point almost 9% that we wouldn't have any bad adverse reactions for most people. So why in the world would you we ever become a science experiment? Sorry, I'm, see, this is why I don't like getting on this topic. It, well, you know, hold um, on a second. I got something personal about this. So I don't normally talk about this stuff. But, you know, I got to use a catheter all the time. Every time I got to pee, I got to use a catheter. And most people that are on catheters fight infection. I think on average about three times a year they'll get a bad infection. Um, I haven't had an infection in over eight years that I know of till fast forward today. I had a I had an issue come up and I got an infection and they said hey you know we're, we're gonna have to get you antibiotic and get it tested and I started thinking you know what I'll bet you that it's not that I haven't had an infection in the past eight years I bet I've got infections and I just beat them and didn't even know it yeah and and because I'm taking every day I'm taking a foreign object and then putting it inside myself and you know it causes like lesions and and there's bleeding and stuff like that so. If a guy like me does that for eight years and just gets over it and gets on, why why would I be like this little nerd and run out and take every little pill and thing that for fixing that when my body is doing it? I know there's some things that you got to take it. I mean, one time the hospital many years ago called me and they said, "You got to get in here because uh, you've got a, a virus that's really bad." I felt great, but I had to go get fixed. Yeah. So I, I mean, your body. What I'm getting down to is, I've experienced your body can do amazing things. I think we're going to see a uh, increase in holistic medicine and non-licensed health practitioners doing alternative medicines as a result of this. As, as Western, medita- Western medicine is discredited, um, uh, you know, that's the one good thing, I think, because right now it's like kind of suppressed, kind of hard to f- come across, really uh, alternative, hard to find. Cause I like kind I, of, I, but it's... It's kind of, it, I always always wondered how hard is it to find like the under you know the the suppressed holistic medicine because it's kind of weird because we're surrounded by it so I'm like if I step out of sight of our family and our friend circle it seems to be uh, but it seems to be everywhere I'm let going. me ask you this where can I go if I don't have a illness to get more healthy than I already am to our to the doctor in town. The one I go to. And, and when you show up, they're going to be like, oh, what's your problem? They're like, oh, no, I just want to get more healthier. She'll just, yeah, just but just do a monthly checkup. Okay. I mean, there are, but she's a whole, <laughs> but in my case in point, she's a holistic doctor that you do that with, which is check me out and let's make me, prime me, prime me, baby. <laughs> hey, I actually found uh, the Pfizer uh, gossip. So to, so we become more legitimate, I'm going to read it. The reason for wanting to mutate the virus, walk, walk, sorry, guys, I can only pronounce so many things. Walker told an undercover journalist was so that the company could stay ahead of the game and continue to develop vaccines. One of the things now we're quoting one of the things we Pfizer are exploring Pfizer. Sorry. I don't know what those are called. One of the things we are exploring is like, why don't we just mutate it? Coronavirus ourselves. Sorry. What are those things called that are squared? Weird. Because otherwise it won't make sense, but then it might sound so weird when I read it. Yeah, half this crap is in brackets. I'm just going to read it without the brackets. One of these things we are exploring is like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we could create preemptively, develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of us of like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having pharma company mutating effing 
viruses. He continued, from what I've heard is they, Pfizer scientists, are optimizing it, coronavirus mutation process, but they're going slowly because everyone is very cautious and obviously they don't want to accelerate it too much. I think they are also just trying to do it as an exploratory thing because you obviously don't want to, to advertise that you are figuring out the future mutations. Hmm. So that was the fight. No, I'm just trying to get ahead of the game, which I made a mistake a while ago. There's a difference between bacteria and viruses. You know, the, the antibiotics that they give me are for the bacteria. Viruses kind of got to run their course. Um, but this the corona is a virus. Man-made, though, I yeah. think. I felt like it, at least. Oh, well, yeah. But um, that, that's where vaccines come in. Not I don't think there's much debate that it was uh, cooked up in a lab. Oh, yeah, okay. All but right. is that that bad that they're saying, hey, this thing is probably going to mutate, so we're going to do some mutations and get ahead of the game so we can – I'm just playing devil's advocate – so that, we can that, cut it off. That's their excuse, yeah. But, but it actually but sounds – that like sounds legit. Yeah, it sounds like a, a way to run a business. I, mean, I just what I don't do. think our FDA should. I, I just I agree with what they're doing, but should we be paying them to do it? Because we are the ones that are paying them to do it. Fifty-four billion dollars last year, I think, is what Pfizer made. I could be wrong. Sorry. Just well, paying them to get ahead of the game in case it billion. leaks out. Let me just Google that. Might save your butt if it works. All right, Matt. Do you want to tell them the dating topic? Before we get to comedy clubs. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I this came up. Should I tell them why it came up? No. Okay. <laughs> um, for some other reason, uh, I was just remembering, talking with Beth, that, uh, that somebody had told me or I saw it written that many years ago that uh, successful relationships, the most successful ones, were found to be where the woman had pursued the man. And... You know, we so we were discussing that and thinking about it, and I I personally think it makes sense because uh, men pursue women typically. You know, that's just like the stereotypical thing that's in our mind. A guy sees a girl, he comes up with some BS line. You know, baby, you tired? Been running through my mind all night long, kind of stuff. Starts chasing this girl and presenting to her why she should go with him. And I think in nature that's pretty typical. But when a woman spots a man, and uh, it, it just by who he is on a regular day, he's not he's not putting anything on to attract her. He's just being himself, and she's attracted to him if if he reciprocates and that he finds her interesting and, and he's excited about her. I can see why that would be a very successful relationship because uh, a lot of times, you know, the men put on a lot to attract a woman. Whereas this guy was just himself. A facade, you're saying. Yeah, a facade. And he was just being himself, you know, one day, maybe standing at an airport checkout line or something like that, you know. God damn it, man. I'm going to cut that out. Why? That could be anywhere. Okay. Standing at, at Home Depot line. <laughs> what, what, what are you blowing up about? <laughs> <laughs> What's the point? What are we, where are we going with this? So, you, I, so Beth, Beth thought it was pretty interesting. A study was, oh. a study was that if the well, women actually, approached the man, the relationship had a higher chance of success. Not just approached the man, but pursued the man. Actively pursued the guy. Oh, geez. I mean, I don't know. I think there's a balance. So I did read up on this because I found it interesting. Because right away when he said this, I said, well, Obviously, sadly, but we're still in the element of chase, which it really isn't, shouldn't be chase. From a healthy perspective, it should be mystery. Keep an air of mystery when you're dating, but the chase game is just retarded. It just means you're not comfortable enough with yourself to be authentic. Right. Which is fine. We're all working on becoming secure in ourselves. But, um, so I was 
sitting here pondering this women thing, uh, approaching men. Um, what I found on the internet, though, a bunch of like dating websites were like, no, it still has to be the man because it's got to be the primal instinct for a man to go after a woman. But uh, Joe Dispenza, who is the meditational brain guru and you know heals a lot of people, he said it does make sense because it is the woman that chooses to allow the courtship to go forward. So the woman actually is the entire time in control of the pursuit. Um, so I think there was a lot of truth to what you're saying with that. Like the woman's the one that's going to end. You know, if the dates are the whatever's not working to her. Well, I've heard a lot of men are basically like you'd said, if the woman fits the bill, attraction wise, interest wise, most guys are like going to give it a, a go. Yeah. And, and sadly, a lot of well, I shouldn't say sadly. I'm happy that all men have their own promiscuous ways. But, you know, a lot of men are in it for fun as well as where women, most women, I mean, if they're honest with themselves, they're looking for much more. Well, I've, I've heard, too, that uh, some women say, you know, when when John or whoever first met me i really wasn't into him but then over time i got to know him and and you know i fell for him well that was a case of the man presenting himself like pursuing and trying to show up and uh i think it's just interesting when it gets flipped and there's a woman that says hey i want to talk to you i want to be around you i'm going to make time so that i'm around you as opposed to the man always doing that basically all i'm hearing is you guys are claiming that relationships have a higher chance of success when the female wears the pants. I can't. See, that's, no, <laughs> that's, and that's what, I, and that idea, some, I can't. The some, guy actually does need to wear the some pants. Some relationships. And for me, at least, I think, know, I think. I don't think it has to be wearing pants. It could be as simple as saying, hey, presenting herself to be there where he's at and engaging him in conversation once in a while doesn't mean the man's not going to take charge and run know. with it. So, yeah, it's. Wearing the pants, the same thing as a woman pursuing um, a guy. I'm, I'm with the okay on the pursuit because I mean, what from, as a woman, we get hit on all the time. So we kind of know what we're looking for. So when you actually see it, you're going to go like, you're going to be like, hey, I'm here. Yeah. Please, and if the please. man reciprocates it, he might, but he's going to take charge. At that time, or? I would definitely, at some point, I like, I'm a romantic, so I need someone else to at take what, the lead. At what point do you reverse roles and decide you're going to be feminine and provide exactly. feminine energy exactly. again? Exactly. Rather than that's the what aggressor. I, yes. Well, that's what well, I'm saying. I need, yes, that's why I was like, there are subtle right ways away to do when it, it came to, to wearing the pants, I immediately was like, I know I don't want that because I want to be the feminine. I don't see it as wearing pants at all. It's just somebody making Matt, yourself Matt, available. You're the nature is saying, I don't see it wearing pants at all. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's funny, huh? Um, the aggressor wears the pants, so that, I don't even like that word. In I don't that. think so. I don't think it has to stay that way. I think if a woman knows what she wants and she's into that guy, she's going to pursue him. But if he's not giving that same feedback, she's going to find. Yeah, like, I, I'm okay, not I'm saying gonna... that she's like on like a man, like doing all this stuff that's aggressive and doing that. But you. Two, well, two women sitting at this table. You're going to tell me in your life you've never seen a guy and you're like, oh, you know what? I like that guy. I'm going to make sure I'm at the punch bowl when he's there. I'm going to ask him what he's doing. I'm going to no, try that's to talk to him. the traditional 1950s of a woman dropping her rag on the road Ex- so the man can pick it up. Exactly. It's actually – so what Joe Dispenza was saying is we actually always have been kind of the pr- aggressor. Or pres- Russell, to your point, uh-huh. I don't think these women are being like pro- – what is it called? The word you are using? The, uh, the aggressor? Ag- the one that are going after. It's just letting them know that – I am open to yeah. you to Showing pursue interest. me. Yeah, or, yeah the pursues in- the word. Yeah, yeah it's not like some sleepy dude. You guys, like, oh, leave me alone. You guys started by talking about somebody approaching another and initiating. That's far different than passively being in their way. 
dropping a napkin, being at the punch bowl. That's completely that's different. No, that's the same thing. In somebody, the 50s, that's how they did it. No, I, I get what you're saying. Somebody has to actually initiate conversation. Oh, you're right. Whoever initiates. The guy would actually give the, the napkin back to the lady. That's him initiating it. She let him. I mean, she set it up. But, uh-huh. yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, and I will say this as a woman. Like, I do believe that you do like unless we initiate it most guys nowadays especially with the climate the way it is like with without us actually saying something most people are polite and they're not going to talk to me polite they either are because they're just going to talk to me or they're not because they're like why would i bother her that's probably what they're going to think when they see me (laughs) or i mean they may also think oh well you know she probably gets hit on all the time and she doesn't want to be bothered or something like that. Yeah. Or yeah. fear of rejection, maybe. Rejection's the biggest, in my yeah. opinion. Oh, yeah. So if the woman pursues, then he automatically knows that she's interested in the rejection so level. is. So, so let's say the girl has a boyfriend, and the guy walks up and just does a really friendly flirt and uh, finds out that she has a, a boyfriend and she's not interested in dating. That's viewed as like a rejection. It, it shouldn't be viewed as like a bad thing, right? This guy should just move on and not – be upset by that, but they they will be. They'll be like, oh, butthurt about it. So that, I mean, that's why they don't do it. Really? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I guess. Uh, I mean, I haven't put myself out there that much, but I'm just trying to empathize on how hard it is. It bad for men? I mean, like you're. I mean, my brother. I feel like you're pretty well trained at this, but well, not well trained, but you. I feel like you're. You have emotionally calibrated for reject for that as a possibility when approaching a woman that it no longer affects you it just kind of passes over you like oh of course oh, she no. has a boyfriend she's beautiful very brief periods of my life where i would be uh i would have no problem approaching someone and talking to them but like you have to you have to be in like a super social point in your life but no that comes you know that's not it's not an easy thing it to do it comes with debonair and swamp well, women go through it too that that is a, i guess what i'm trying to say is that is a perishable skill if if Trainer. ever acquired but um it's also not i think what a lot of guys that would have success let's say getting a phone number like oh man that went well like you know just from experience over a long course of time like yeah, as a guy, you kind of have to learn uh, your odds of actually seeing that person again are actually really low. Without the phone number? Even with the phone number. I was gonna We're not going to say on the phone number thing, so I'm really nice. I can't – and I've only lied to somebody one day about – you know how people say, just tell me you have a boyfriend, and I never – so one day I tried it. I felt so awful inside, so I decided I'd never, ever lie again. But so normally to get people away from me, I, I just give them my yeah. phone number to get the heck out of there. And, and, not and me. then sometimes I told lately, one that though, I was definitely taken before, and I didn't feel bad about it. Oh well, <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, anyway, Jennifer, what would you do? Uh, on which part? <laughs> uh, Jenny, give me your phone number. And you're in this situation. We're just playing hypothetical. You're not married. You're single to mingle like me. What do you do? Uh, if I didn't get a good vibe for them, I wouldn't give them my number. I just rem- make up a number. Eight six seven five three zero nine. That happens. Why not just <laughs> say, you know what? I don't think my whether it be boyfriend or. Or husband, I don't think they would like that, so I'm not going to do that. Why not just say that? That's the truth. I what? Well, not if what she said. If you're you in a relationship, oh, if you're not. So I actually just started telling people oh, I'm we, not dating, which is actually usually always the truth. Well, not dating the person, them. So <laughs> yeah, that's I'm more offensive. You, in this case, you need to have a fake boyfriend. No, but I can't. I told you it hurts my heart to lie. <laughs> Rex fell out of his chair. <laughs> He's um, bathroom. I'm leaning back with is my eyes closed. I didn't think you wanted that on camera. Oh, 
That's so funny. Okay. Um, I, I remember a guy when I was, I was already married, I'm pretty sure, and I had gone to visit my friend in Memphis, and we went to this bar, and we danced, and we were having a good time, and the guy says, hey, you want to dance? I said, oh, sorry, I'm married. He's like, so, I don't care. And I said, well, I care. And he, like, grabs me and pulls me up on him. I was like, dude, like, back up off me. I actually put my fist up. I was about to punch him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, some people don't care if you're married. To dance? Yeah, I wasn't. Yes, because he was trying to, like, bump and grind. Oh, on me. It okay. wasn't. I was going to say, I've been to dance. dances, and everybody dances. No, it was, like, no, the nasty super dance. close. Okay, yeah. yeah do you realize yeah, we no. just, when we were younger in, in, like, junior high and high school and college, people just, you just grind genitals yeah, on each I know. other? What was that? That's what know. he was trying to do. So and I was gross. like, oh, nope, back up, please. No, thank you. I was in yeah. Belize a few years ago, and they actually still do that. Yeah. So I'm was pretty that, sure they do it every junior high actually, here, too. Okay. No, these are adults in, like, a 21 and up club. Yeah, is this still a yeah. thing? Okay, was that just when we were growing up? I mean, like, did that come popular in the 80s and the 90s, and is it still happening? It's, it's still like where you thing. put your hands, so the guy's behind the girl, and they put your yeah. hands on your hip, and they oh, rub their yeah. nasty crap all on your butt. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, what an awful time to grow up, guys. I haven't been to a club in a long time, so I don't know. <laughs> I know. I'm so happy I haven't either. I actually just what? pictured spring break, so that's how long ago that well, was. Have you ever been on a dance floor, and then a guy you don't know yes. will approach no, you, and the first thing they do is just yes. Uh-huh. yes, that's yeah. as a woman, you know that. Yeah, so that's why they think they have free access to my bum bum. And I do remember, actually, I've never been violated much in my life, thankfully. Yeah, if there's but an I open was bum, you just a, get up on it. Yeah, bum. yeah. And well, I was I touched inappropriately on a dance floor, like, once or twice, and I remember, like, really irritated me as a female because I, I wanted to punch the guy. Well, this, I didn't want to punch this chick, but it made it oh, awkward. God. I was sitting there, and all of a sudden, this hot blonde chick comes up and starts dancing, comes straight to me, and I, I dance like a broken robot, man. <laughs> I, I got no moves. <laughs> and I'm standing there, and she comes up and starts grinding all over me, and then everybody makes a circle around us. I'm like, God, so embarrassing. I don't even know what to do. Wait, what was she in front of you? She was in front of me. And yeah. she's rubbing her bum oh, on you. Oh, she's running her front on me, the bum on oh, everything. You just and stand I'm, there and let it go. I, well, that's what I did. I didn't. I was like, "What? Good lord, what do I do?" And I, I don't even. I don't even remember who I was there with. But uh, I just remember it being so embarrassing. I didn't want to punch her. I mean, she was hot, but it was just weird. Wait, where were you? In college. Oh, like at a nightclub. Okay. Yeah, it just wasn't my thing. I was kind of a nerd. You, you know, know it. W- we went from like rap music where there's some rhythm, so it actually required actual dancing, and then like techno was always fun. But somewhere in that R and B slow time, that's when they got the the, the, the boys to men. That's what brought it in, you know. The yep. good days <laughs> from from space to boys to men. We've All had right. a lot of topics. Gosh, we got to get off this and get Rex back. All right. Um, actually, last topic of the day. We're doing great, guys. Comedy clubs have become underground cults. Where the truth is told. Rex woke up. All right, Rex, we're going to talk about the comedy <laughs> do you, clubs. Do you realize I'm going to be 60 cruises. next month? The dating thing is not my conversation. Go ahead. Oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> Love never dies. Love right. never dies. Yeah, um, it does if it kill it. All right, so comedy clubs have actually, yeah, I mean, comedy is... Uh, Dead. Well... No, so what they're saying that that comedians have talked about, they've they've shot themselves in the foot. They've been pushing the whole woke thing, and then suddenly they can't tell jokes anymore. Like, oh, crap, what did we do? Look at Bill Maher. He's the awesome example of, oh, crap, what have I done? So anyway, go ahead. Yep. Bill, well, no, Bill Maher, and I I saw it the day it happened several years ago. You remember all the riots we were having? Bill Maher was standing there, and he said, 
oh, all the conservatives were saying that the police were getting too armed, the government was having too much control, and he's like, and now, where are you now? Because they were upset that the police had these armored vehicles and shooting machine guns and all this stuff. And uh, he said, where, were you, where are you now? And I wanted to say, Bill, where were you when we were saying it was getting out of hand? Mm. You were making fun of it. And that's exactly what they were doing. They were making fun of it, and now it ate them. So good riddance. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I've been doing a lot of research for Quantum Bombs by going undercover into these comedy clubs uh, to see what's going on in these cults. And it really feels like, you know, so they take your phone and they put it in a locked bag. Now you can keep this bag. You just can't film it. You can't, it probably blocks audio or makes it really bad to record, even if you tried. So in a lot of the comedians, they know this. So they'll be like, y'all's phone's still locked in those bags. All right, I'm going to tell y'all a really funny joke. And they just say stuff. <laughs> the terms they, funny. The terms they, the reason they're able to say this truth is because they know it's they're not going to get busted for it by get, being put on the internet because everybody's got their phone in a bag they've got it on lockdown <clears throat> and they are way funnier with it like this oh. and so they're saying so when you walk out of the room that is the comedy club you take your phone back out of they they let your phone back out of the bag and you get your on your phone and you're like what I just heard in that room I'm not going to hear anywhere out here in the real world oh. right anywhere right like, so that that's what it's like 20 years old it's but it's the truth it's like hey we're gonna go in this room and we're gonna it's like and we're gonna be secret, real it's like a secret like a i like a see speakeasy. why you're saying it's a secret club or yeah society it's like a secret now. club where we gotta keep the oh, secret what all they're saying is just joking about the truth but like, let me say this going Do, on. does this mean that the first amendment is done have we just thrown it out completely is it gone that's a good question. 60% of the way there. I, I mean, seriously. 55. No, there used to be the fact that you'd get away with anything. And, and I remember the, the whole thing about like there was a, a crucifix with feces on it. And, and the Christians were ter- were upset and said, First Amendment, it's protected. Now it's like, it's like nothing. Not, you can't do anything. You can't. I mean, what? It, the first if you am- burned a rainbow flag right now, you'd be in trouble. Well, that's a, exactly. It should be, no, it's art. No, it's not. It's hate. I mean, which, where do you, I mean, I think First, first Amendment's done. Well, let's hope. I couldn't so, understand what he said. So actually, I just want to bring you to Speed Rex. Sometimes we can't hear you, but we believe in post. It'll sound just perfect. So well, I, I can't hear you a lot of time. Don't. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Learning curves. Technology. Oh, yeah. Get her down. Bombs. Bombs. We actually only went an hour and one minute. That's not bad. We Did we just 